Saw a fat robin once. I guess it was well chuffed. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs, a Frasier podcast. podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Diana. And today we are talking about episode 819, Daphne Returns. You don't want to redo it? No. It happened. You said it and it's happening. It's there. Everybody will always know when you when you jump in to do weird stuff during the opening, I'm always going to use it so that people always know. Moon. Moon. I wonder why they use that. I perplexing know. i don't know it's weird i feel like they've used it before get creative 22 minutes and 30 seconds is that even shorter no that's longer oh that is longer right yeah 21 25 was the last one 21 40 yeah 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 that's right that's right okay lighters on this episode are uh dan o'shannon and bob daly who uh, oh no well isn't one of the ones we don't like there's one we like more than the other, but they both are like threes. Well, one's four, one's like three point five or something. Oh, I didn't even do a rating for this actually. This is gonna. This is. A, I didn't write a rating either. This is a tough one. This is gonna be a tough one. Dan O'Shannon has worked on a few episodes separately from Bob Daly. He worked on The Apparent Trap. To thine old self be true, and Fraser's Edge, which is the one where he has his sort of like mm-hmm. uh, midlife crisis thing, and then Bob Daly wrote the dog that rocks the cradle, uh, wine club, and the new friend, mm-hmm. uh, and then together they wrote Sliding Frasers. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's definitely a distinct difference between those gr- that grouping of episodes in terms of how much we like them, but we didn't, we don't usually openly dislike any of the things the two of them write. We start at uh, Cafe Nervosa. No, let's just skip ahead. <laughs> so Roz is writing children's book or whatever, and then we're just going to skip ahead. <laughs> okay. Just to the end of the episode. Uh, We're going to jump all the way to the end of the episode? Because I only want to talk about the part I actually love. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to talk about no, it. Okay. I think because that I, I actually found... Uh, like I don't know, two thirds of this episode very upsetting, mm-hmm. and didn't really enjoy it. That I think that we should maybe point out positive things before we go on. Okay, I feel like yeah, we can talk about some like generally positive. Yeah, or maybe I mean we don't. I don't well, know. Maybe we shouldn't. Oh, I don't. I don't I know. Like- okay, so I really like um, Roz's story in this. The side. Mm-hmm. kind of side story in this that yeah. isn't just Daphne's return. Right. I mean, it is Daphne's return, but not about her just coming right. home. Roz's side story has like nothing to do with Daphne's return. Where she is getting she's going to like talk to a publisher about getting this book deal where she's retelling the story that her mom told her as a kid. I think her mo- hopefully she gets thanked. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine. Yeah, it's a mom. Yeah, she made her mom made up this story, and now like Roz is going to get it published. It seems odd that she isn't like that. She's just sort of like, "Hey, mom, I'm going to steal your story." Yeah, why didn't she talk about this before? Yeah, well, she probably should have. She probably should have. Um, I do like hearing about Fraser and Niles' Crane Boy mysteries. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, how they wrote their own little, like, mm-hmm. Hardy Boys type stories. They wrote 34 <laughs> different stories. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. And I love how Niles, because we're talking about this opening scene. Yeah. Niles looks so happy when he realizes what Fraser is talking about when mm-hmm. he walks in. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, because it's all about how them, like, essentially two boys solving mysteries brought home by their detective father. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, 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 I liked this whole bit. I thought it was, this part was very nice. This was the calm before the storm as everybody is just happy, just happy and, and good. And okay. I, and yeah. then I guess we'll just, yeah, that's one of the better elements of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like hearing about how Martin wants Ross to write about Eddie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everything about Ross yeah, in here. The Ross storyline is just a very pleasant. It's just great. It's just a pleasant Frasier story. Like it's a pleasant story. And when I say Frasier story, I mean the show. It's one. Mm-hmm. It's just. It just seems like part of an episode of Frasier in a way that is mm-hmm. pleasant and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yes. The thing is, like, there's a lot early on that's going. Yeah, like you said, makes me very upset. The end, a lot of really important things happen. At the I think end it's like of it. addressing issues that we've had as viewers. Yeah. We, that we've had, that we probably talked about on this podcast. Right, exactly. And I think that's important. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like seeing a resolution there. Yes. I hate a lot of things that people do in it, usually specifically Niles, but the culmination of it all is good and important and but just like man it's i haven't been this upset about an episode of uh, an episode of this show especially but m- many episodes of tv well it's not actually funny no no this is not a funny episode no. really most of it is not funny absolutely there yeah there's not very many funny parts right so we find out that Niles has these plans for tonight, which is that they're, you know, finally going to get it on, which is kind of like Fraser's very shocked. Niles and Daphne, because Daphne's coming back from the spot. We haven't. Yes. She's na- Daphne. Well, I wonder what Daphne returns means. Sure. Just to be clear, he's going to pick her up at the spa and then they're going to. Well, not Fraser and Roz, that's for sure. <laughs> no. That comes later. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Niles going to go pick Daphne up at the spa. They're going to come home have a little. Celebration, and then they're gonna have their own little celebration. Have themselves a little celebration is the plan. Well, I I do think it's very interesting because we know from earlier that they were taking things slow, but I I guess I even forgot that this wasn't really a thing. Well, it's like they're taking things slow, but then you have all these things where. Like they were suddenly had that big fight in that one episode, and then they were very excited that like. Daphne had to go and rub lotion all over I mean, Niles' body. There's a lot and, like... of things. Okay, this is obviously a very like heteronormative mm-hmm. way, which is weird for the show, but yeah. I, I mean, still does it on the show. Mm-hmm. Like way of looking at sex because mm-hmm. there are a lot of activities that are not. Mm-hmm. Mm, what's the nicest way to say that? A thing going into a thing. <laughs> um. Yeah. You know, um, that that fall under that heading, and yeah. 
Well, the I think it's Niles also never really specifically says, but it's so so much. I mean, of it was he like, wearing his suit and like she's rubbing the lotion on his suit? <laughs> I yeah. just assume he's so allergic he gets hives on his suit. I mean, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, the lotion is to make sure that the suit like fabric doesn't get ruined by the. But hives. I, I'm guessing, you know, if that's how they're defining that, yeah. We don't really know what has happened, and it's not for us to know, and that's fine. <laughs> Except for the fact that we are, we do kind of know. Well, we are, it's yeah. weird. It's weird. Yeah. Because, like, it's really none of our business. Right. I mean, it's our business. The only reason it becomes our business is because we're watching- We're voyeurs. We're voyeurs in this, their lives, and- that's creepy and weird. Yeah, but really, if they're the not, becomes, I guess it's it... because they're talking about it. Yes. Yeah, and just... we're watching it. And the right. writers are like, here's the stuff. Right. Here's because what's it's happening. what's important to the plot, essentially. But there's a lot of implied implication behind what that means. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're a straight person, we know what that means. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's lots outside of you know just that that are just like well that counts yes i agree yes and um, i don't know but then I again, just... maybe none of it happened maybe he they literally just she put some lotion on his body and that was the most that they've really done anything well they've kissed well sure they've kissed but anyway so that's when we finally see Daphne again. She's in the car with Niles and a terrifying amount of balloons. He can't see at all back no, there. Okay. That's terrible. There's no peripheral vision in that we car. We can only no assume that the car following them is a bunch of clowns. <laughs> Maybe they stole the car from the clowns. The clowns, no. the clowns are chasing them they down. They would still be coming out of the car. <laughs> no, they all poured out and then... Daphne and I was jumped in and there's just like a bunch of clowns running at him Terminator style but instead of the big arms like the big stabby arms they've got big stabby shoes flopping around behind them okay clowns are joyful why are you making them stabby clowns are not joyful clowns are chuff up people they chuff them right up <laughs> exactly um anyway so- <laughs> now I super misused that word yep well that's fine anyway so it was intentional what we find is that uh so niles has brought okay so he bought daphne this dress mm-hmm. is that what you're about to talk about yeah about him bringing her dress to her and i love that daphne's like oh this is lovely but i also own a dress just like this uh-huh yeah it's I think this is important, especially for later. Yes, it is. I agree. Where it is the dress from when they did the tango. Right. Yeah. Like, he thought it would be a fun, sentimental thing for her to wear this dress from that time that they did the tango together, which is clearly, you know, is like, it's sort of because it's so important to him. It's to him. It's this iconic moment in their relationship. But like. For her, she was just helping Niles do a thing. She had a fun night going out dancing with Niles. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, like, to him and to us as viewers, obviously, it's very important. But Mm -hmm. we've only really viewed it through his memory. Like, his, it's like through knowing his intentions. So, like, that's Mm -hmm. how we view it. But, like, 
if we saw it from like Daphne's perspective, mm-hmm. and where like we didn't know Niles's interest, mm-hmm. it's just them doing a dance that like well they're doing a, a good dance, but mm-hmm. like the whole context of it, if we don't know Niles is into her. It is very I mean, different. We've had, they, I mean, we discussed that, like, that there right. are moments between them where we thought something could happen and probably might have happened. They didn't get interrupted. Yeah. I just think it, it, this whole episode makes me think it would be very interesting if we, if there were a show where one person was sort of obsessed Oh, you know, like the way Niles was. One with... show. I feel like every show has a character that's obsessed with another character. I know. There's more to it. Uh, <laughs> the part where they are, but even we as the audience don't know that until like way later. And like then we see all these things that have been happening over. Like, like... we actually see the show from Daphne's point of view. Right. Where we know as much as she does. But there's no way in Hack that anyone is hanging around Niles and does not pick up on all the weird stuff he's doing. I know. You're going to hit into him when he's bending over and smelling your hair. True, but that's partially because the camera is framed to show that. You're going to feel someone hovering (laughs) over you. I know. I'm just, it's just. Maybe not every single time he does it. But probably at least one of the times. Right. One of the many, many, many times. And maybe that's why All occasional- of the weird comments he makes. Yeah. Suggestive comments mm-hmm. and weird behavior. Mm-hmm. You might just think he's weird. I'm saying, I feel like there is a way to frame a show Not like after this. eight years. Right. But I think that's Seven why- Seven years. That's why sometimes we had to have those conversations of- is she also into him? Does she realize he is? Because sometimes well, we, know she doesn't. we have those moments where it seems to come through. And um, I, I don't think it's because she knew. I think it's because chemistry can happen in a moment. That's how things like one night stands happen. Mm-hmm. That's how uh, Kenny got involved with that other lady in uh-huh. that episode where they obviously had some sort of chemistry. Might have not been long-term chemistry, but it was in that moment to mm-hmm. be like, let's hang out more. Right. It happens. Right. Exactly. I think, I feel like we're saying the same thing. No. <laughs> I'm pretty chuffed about it. <laughs> so this is just, I'm just annoying Dave. <laughs> which not. is only funny. Patreon.com. Mm-hmm. This is funny. Slash tgif arcade no you don't need not that. just the site not just the patreon site in general you have i'm not to go doing to- a terrible job i don't know you know we do stuff and this thing there's bonus stuff you yeah know, yeah you gotta hear stop. today's bonus audio to understand why diana keeps talking about being chuffed anyway so we find out that at the spa daphne was seeing a therapist gloria gloria yep. gloria gloria <laughs> there's more to that song no it's amazing it got so popular with just two bars of someone singing Gloria. The th- The first thing that happens, we get we pretty quickly get Niles making fun of Gloria for not being doctor. Like, he's like, oh, I, I like my patients to call me Dr. Crane, but, you know, that's, I guess that's like a personal thing. The thing is, a therapist isn't necessarily a doctor. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he never... His thing is that, uh, like, she's like being... you go to school and you sit 
a crazy amount of hours right. to do, become a therapist, but right. that doesn't mean that they can write you a script. That right. doesn't mean that they can diagnose your personality disorder. Right. But they are trained in helping you and, you know, being at a source, right. you know, for your talk therapy. Yeah. Like, he's he acts like she's being, like, you know, not, you know, not taking her job seriously or something by not having people call her doctor. But, like, she might just not be a doctor. Yeah, she like, might not be a doctor. She never and says also, psychiatrist. She uh, says therapist. And also, like, at this clinic, it seems like you probably got more, per you're talking about very personal things. Mm -hmm. And that's a way to, like, open up. Right. Is yeah, by using first names, it makes them mm -hmm. feel more like. I also went to school, multiple schools, where we just called the teacher by their first name. Right. Yeah. Which I don't know why that happened or why I went to those schools other than I went to weird schools. Yeah. Well, see, that's the other thing is like, one, maybe. Did you ever have teachers like that? Yeah. Once I was in high school, I had some that were like that, but like, and like college. But until then, for the most part, not really. Uh, but yeah, that's, but the the thing is like, one, if Gloria is a doctor, she's not wrong for choosing to go by Gloria. Mm -hmm. That's just a different choice than what Niles makes. And second, she might just not be one. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like he, it, this is the beginning of Niles being an obnoxious jerk in this episode. But it's Well, it's also like, Niles starts diagnosing Daphne's eating Right. by like overeating by saying it, it was a stand-in for not having sex yeah which i think is just, like super inappropriate for yeah. him to make a commentary on it yeah be like, like while... because she's not asking his two cents right she just spent a significant amount of time mm -hmm. working with a therapist who's talked about this a whole bunch with her and is essentially saying like how long I... away was she Two months? Three months? Uh, it's not really clear. Okay, she says that she was 60 pounds. She had gained 60 pounds. Right. It's very hard to like to maintain that kind of weight loss. Mm -hmm. Like, she couldn't have lost, like, 20 pounds a month. That's, like, an inc incredible. She would, like, that would be so hard. Well, I mean, if your primary goal is doing that, then I feel like you could, I if, feel like, like you want to be eating enough calories to, to. It's possible to do, but yeah, it's not easy. And like I'm I feel like ten pounds a month is pretty like would still be really intense, actually. Yeah, but you know, like that's a lot of weight to lose in such a short amount of time. Yeah, absolutely, it like, is a lot. People can say like, "Oh, I lost fifty pounds like in a year," and you'd be like, "Wow, that's a lot. G yeah. Good job." Right. Exactly. So, clearly, or like fifty pounds in six months or something, and then and it'd be like, yeah, that you know, it's a way shorter amount of time. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, so clearly, whatever's going on in the spa is working. So Gloria's probably right about some stuff. And meanwhile, because her thing is that they, you know, they decided to Niles and Daphne had decided to wait when they first got together, and then the more time she spent with him, the more she realized how much he had like idealized her as a person, and she became 
like terrified of not living up to that ideal and so yeah, started but the eating. whole thing is subconsciously not right, necessarily yeah, yeah, right, right, right. which led to her overeating right and like one of the things they basically talk about is how niles never recognized her her weight right because and to me i always thought of it as he doesn't I guess what's implied on the show is that he literally just doesn't see it. Right. And that's not just, I don't make a comment on my partner's body unless they're asking me, like, hi, I have an eating problem and I'd like your help. Right. Because, like, if he knew she was gaining weight, but wasn't bringing it up because he didn't it wasn't bothering him. So as long as it wasn't bothering her, it, he didn't want it. It wasn't his, he felt it wasn't his place because he didn't care. That's I one mean, thing. if he does care, I don't really think he should say anything either. I think the so. only reason you bring it up is it's not, you bring up the weight gain. What you bring up is if you notice that there seems to be something else happening. If you notice, like if you see that you might think, okay, why is this happening all of a sudden? Yeah, but is that, partner's place to bring that up well if i feel like if i'm if i'm seeing that there is something if if to me if you're seeing that and you're noticing that there's it seems to be connected with some other thing that's happening that maybe you can help with the weight shouldn't be well, the thing okay that's if your partner is like has just lost their job and now they're just lying on the couch all day and mm-hmm. they're not you know, they used to, like, have activities they did, and now they're not doing them anymore. Right. And then you can say, like, oh, I noticed that, you know, do you need help? Right. You know, how can I help you? Right. And the thing that might, and what I'm saying is the thing that might trigger you noticing that might be seeing, like, a actual physical change in the person. And that mm-hmm. might make you think, like, oh, like that might help connect some dots, but he literally can't see a change. And I think that's the difference. Like, yeah, you don't bring it up if it's just everything else is normal, but she's put on some weight. Okay, whatever. Like if it if it isn't bothering her, it shouldn't matter. But he literally couldn't see a difference. And that means that like he is still like idealizing who she is she's still in his head this idea of a person instead of the actual person that she is why does i feel like everyone's idolistic though because that is like how do how do you balance that out because obviously you want to have you want to be a positive person you want to be a cynical person Mm -hmm. i think part of being positive is having a little bit of idealism which not necessarily i think there's a healthy amount of it of like well, I believe unicorns exist versus, mm-hmm. you know, versus, well, everything sucks and, and this is bad and why even bother? We're all going to die. You know, like there's, right. I think there's, because one is more motivating. If you look at something in a positive way, like, well, I have to drive five hours away and there's a snowstorm coming. Well, hopefully I can get there before the snowstorm hits. And if it doesn't, maybe I only drive two hours and we have to stop. Mm-hmm. And then I go tomorrow. Right. But if you're just like, ah, I shouldn't even bother. You know, like you have to have a certain amount of maybe not everything is going to be okay, but right. I'm going to try my hardest to make the situation okay. Yeah. So uh, I think this again goes back to the difference between him seeing the change and not caring and not seeing it. Okay. Because... 
when I say he's idealizing, like he was idealizing who she is, what I mean is Does it's he specifically actually love- related to the him bringing that red dress. He sees the Daphne from that night. Mm-hmm. In his mind, the like very overtly nice. sensual mm-hmm. like Daphne that was in that dance in that moment mm-hmm. is the Daphne that ex- that he sees all the time. And it's great if he has that feeling all the time, but the difference is I think that's all he's seeing. Like it w- he could not see a difference in so it's who not, she is and how well, she acts. It's not unusual for you to like love your partner that much, but also realize that there's more to them than just that right. a- element. Just like they're not just like sexy red dress. Right. They're, you know, they get a cold and they park crooked all the time. And right. they um yeah. Which yeah. I I mean I think the reason we're talking about this is because it comes up later and yeah. kind of is the best part of the entire episode. It is, yes. Yeah. And I feel like but we're just it's stalling. Kicked off and, no, no, because <laughs> the thing is, like, all of this is going to come out and I feel like... I it, actually think it's really interesting to go back, knowing how this episode ends, going yes. back over these sections and and seeing how it's actually coming out at the mm-hmm. beginning of this episode. Right. Where he has that red dress, where that's very prominent thing that comes up later yeah yeah right and that's the thing i didn't realize until going back through Mm -hmm. it how prominent and important it is that he Mm -hmm. specifically brought that dress yep and uh but like he clearly is just like like this whole scene is spent with him clearly not having like not taking anything gloria said seriously because (laughs) yeah because it implies some sort of negative thing about their relationship and also because it's by Gloria. Ew. Mm. Gloria Estefan. <laughs> she and works at the spa now. The rhythm's gonna get you. <laughs> I also I I I wonder it the thing the other thing that I wonder about with this is if there's something subtly being done by the writers and maybe they didn't even intend it but I wonder if this whole thing feels different if Gloria was George. Oh, yeah. Like, is this, does the tone I wanna of this no. feel- I want to think no. But I, I do wonder, like, maybe they would have, it may have been written differently. I want, like, the fact that they picked Gloria, I wonder, like, if there is a- Well, I mean, they conscious- also- didn't like Doctor, you know, what's her face, Nora, whatever. Well, she was just terrible, and she was she based was on terrible. an actual terrible person. So, like, that's a little different. Like, there, but there are a lot of people that I just wonder, like, why Gloria, and is it important that the writers chose Gloria, chose a female because name? Because I'm not guessing a male it's name. a spa for women. It and so be. they probably have women therapists because that they might might feel more comfortable speaking mm-hmm. to another woman. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, all of that logically makes sense. I'm just saying, like, I wonder if... I mean, t- not always. I mean, it depends person to person. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the, I would assume that could be the logic there. But yeah, there could be Niles being, weird to say this, gently sexist and mm-hmm. thinking like, 
her word doesn't matter because one, she's not a doctor, yeah. much like Fraser has brought up multiple times. They're mm-hmm. not a doctor, so they're not credible, like right. Doctor Mary. Right, right. Uh, and that they seem strangely don't seem to think women are very credible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if she had said it was Doctor whatever, he would have assumed. Uh, also, would have assumed because remember the assumption that Maris's uh, uh, plastic surgeon was a man when it was Mel. Oh, yep, yep. You know, I I feel like there would have been an But, assumption. I mean, that's another, that's an example of a doctor that I think he did respect. I think he did, That yeah. was a woman. Sure, yeah, yeah. But, again, because she's a doctor. Though anyway. I could just as easily see them making fun of her because she's a plastic surgeon and mm-hmm. not some other kind of surgeon. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so, I, I did, th- the one thing that he says that's against, like, sort of against Gloria's mm-hmm. thing that I did find almost amusing. It, it's like if he had been nice about all of this, mm-hmm. this would have been a funnier line, I think, which is like at the very end when he's like, you know what? You're right. Like, we don't uh, we don't need to do we don't need to go on this thing where we're, we've decided to have sex or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, we can continue to just sort of like figure this all mm-hmm. out. Uh, and then he's, but then at the end, he's like. You know, if my theory is correct and you are eating as a substitute for sex, you're taking a terrible risk. Like, mm-hmm. it is kind of like a funny little teasing line. Yeah, yeah. If he's being nice and, sa- I and mean, accepting. I mean, Daphne legitimately seems so excited to see yeah. Niles. Right. So, I, yeah. Yeah. But she is annoyed that it, he's discrediting Gloria, which yeah. is makes a lot of sense. She's mm-hmm. just spent all this time getting to know Gloria. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, okay. Of course, Eddie gets ten percent of the royalties. Mm-hmm. So back at the apartment. Yeah. So Martin and Roz are there, and they're waiting for Daphne mm-hmm. to to get home. And this is where we hear about the book about Eddie and sort of how Eddie's going to join the circus mm-hmm. and like have a flying machine. And I love how like Roz is like. Well, first she dismisses it and is like, well, if I was going to write about a dog, I'd just write about my own dog. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he's just like, yeah, but everyone likes Eddie. <laughs> yeah, like this, like, where he's like, you want to make your dog happy or do you want to sell books? Yeah. <laughs> like, that yeah. is really amusing. Like, I, I love Martin's idea that, like, Eddie's just the best dog that can be. He really does think that. Yeah. And like, so Roz kind of jumps on board about all the wacky adventures that Eddie's going to have. Like, he's going to fly with a flock of geese <laughs> uh-huh. and, like, become a traffic reporter. Yeah, yeah. Like, and <sighs> Martin you don't won't know hear Eddie. it. You don't know Eddie. You don't know Eddie. He would never. Never do it. <laughs> Like, yeah, like the, the, I love the idea that he could, he would, he would invent a flying machine, obvs, but he wouldn't join a flock of geese. Yeah. Like, pss, pss, pss. Yeah. What Eddie do you know? Have you met Eddie? Ugh. Ugh. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Flock of geese. God. I I love that people are so into their pets in yeah. in this way. I mean. Dave and I are very much into our cat mm-hmm. Gigi and have given her, I mean, she has a, a personality, but it's just <laughs> right. like we embellish that personality because course, yeah. she's a very quiet cat. Yeah. Has suddenly started meowing at us constantly now. <laughs> yeah, she has. So really we has. can only assume that she's really trying to communicate hard about her needs. She really does seem to be doing that. Yeah. 
And she has a lot to say about everything we have to say. Uh huh. And which either is yes or no, because that's, we can only, we, we don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't understand what she's saying. Right. <sighs> but I want to know. I want to assume. I want to, assu- like, I want to try and figure it out. So we, so we ascribe, you know, our own meanings to it, uh, which I feel like everybody does. And that's important. It's, it's it is of, important. You it's know, part of getting to know your pet. It's part of it, bonding with your pet. It is. It's part of bonding with your pet. So Daphne is home. Uh-huh. Ugh. Ugh. They make a bunch of gross fat jokes. Yay. Let's move on past that bit. I just want to, like, because I feel like those aren't important. Like, Okay. We have to talk about where the heck you would buy a fridge pig and why Fraser would think this is a good idea or funny yeah. or whatever he yeah. thought. The thing is, like, because Martin definitely calls him out, and it's just like, "See, I told you it would be a bad idea, or something." Yeah. yeah, and she even pretends to laugh about it, and maybe she legitimately finds it funny when she's not angry. That mm-hmm. might be the thing. I don't know, but like, I feel like I get this. Seems like the sort of thing that you buy yourself. Oh yeah, when you're trying to like convince yourself, like to think about if you're somebody that just like eat, if you're like eating when you're bored, or like you're right. just not even like maybe you just go to the fridge, like you know, like there's things like when their website that I go to that are just like open. I'll I've just been to that website, close it, reopen it, <laughs> right? And yeah. it's just like a habit, mm-hmm. and so like opening the fridge and grabbing something out could be a habit. Right. A pig making noise could be like, oh yeah, yeah, I don't even want anything. Right. It, it, it draws it. Uh, yeah, I feel like it calls. But it's it's attention. gross. It's terrible. It's a terrible yeah. idea. Yeah. Don't buy it for somebody else, especially when they just got back from a, a spa where they were trying to like learn the like psychological reasons for them like mm-hmm. overeating. If anything is going to like trigger someone who has an overeating problem to go back to those problems is going to be a like surprise pig I think it depends on the person I think it depends on the person and their sensitivity yeah but I just think that Fraser doesn't get it yeah you know what would probably be good is if uh, if he knew a little bit about uh, psychology maybe he would know better than to do this thing thing, but that is also the thing yeah no it is it is Okay, so Niles just takes, like, he just really makes fun of Gloria. Mm-hmm. I love, okay, so Martin is really probably at his best in the scene yeah. where he's calling Niles out, like, hey, look, you can't, you can't do this. What are you doing? You're making Daphne upset. Yeah. Um, And he's like, well, what about all this crazy stuff Gloria's saying? You know, like, she's a hack. And, you know, he's like, so what? If it's making her happy, you don't have to say anything. Just don't say anything. Yeah. Treat Daphne with respect. Yeah. Like, just clearly it works. Like, whatever. Like, regardless of whether you believe it or not, clearly it was effective and is helping somebody that you supposedly care about. Mm-hmm. Be nice about it. Like, this is, like, he is just straight up mean. Well, he calls, like, everything she says crap. Like, essentially, mm-hmm. like, it is, like, essentially saying all the stuff that matters to you. I think this makes him feel insecure in some way. Because yeah. he doesn't like anyone to do a better job than he does. He doesn't like it when Fraser does it. He doesn't mm-hmm. like when anyone does it. Yeah, but I also think his issue is that it is, it, you know, it, it implies some inherent problem with their relationship and with his feeling the way he's like 
he's care like he, mm-hmm. it's this idea it's a thing we keep talking we've been talking about for like literally years now mm-hmm. and which is he isn't just in love with her he's obsessed with her he has an infatuation and it's unhealthy and he's being essentially he's well, being he's called being tested. out he's also being tested yeah this is a test yeah and right now he is and not in the test in like a bad way that you test a relationship like literally you know when you have a trauma or like a problem is arising in the relationship mm-hmm. you're being tested in this right and his response to this is not great and no. you're not going to stay together if this is the way you're behaving yeah and i love okay one i love that daphne stands up for herself which yes. we've seen her do before but i you know i'm glad that like niles leaves like yeah. obviously he's surprised right it's you like yeah she stood up for herself before but it usually like builds up until it explodes mm-hmm. and i really like that in this moment she's just like no, you're being mean. She's Go having away. good boundaries. Yeah. But maybe Gloria helped her with. Maybe, yeah. Like, the thing is, like, this, like you said, this is not a very funny episode. A mm-hmm. lot of this is very serious mm-hmm. and real in a way that is also upsetting. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I'm not used to, like, Niles, the thing, the things Niles does usually are gross, or, but they're gross in a way that's like farcical, like mm-hmm. it, it's like unbelievable. And in this, it's just like, oh, you're just a jerk. Mm-hmm. You're just being a jerk. And when Daphne gets upset, it's usually funny because it's a like over the top, like extreme, like mm-hmm. unbelievably extreme thing. This is Niles just being a jerk and Daphne just being angry the way that jerks are and the way that angry people are mm-hmm. and it's not funny it's just upsetting so which is done very well mm-hmm. but oh, not what i'm expecting for my episode of fraser yep <laughs> so here we are kind of in the next scene mm-hmm. um we're in niles's office and i love that well this person's there for his germ phobia which obviously he does have. Right. Because but, Niles thinks he's normal. So obviously it's And extreme. we know that is the issue that Niles have, which is the whole joke. Right. Which is right. but I also like that how he's like reaching for the doorknob and he's like, Oh no, uh don't touch that. <laughs> right, right. Which yeah, like that is never gonna be helpful for somebody who's like got a germ phobia, having their <laughs> psychiatrist literally tell them, Don't touch the doorknob. Like that's because Niles doesn't want their germs on the doorknob. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a, t- a terrible person for this person to be seeing. But uh, um. Okay. So Fraser shows up to talk to Niles, and um. Basically, he's like, "I tried to reach Daphne, but she just keeps blaming me for everything." Mm-hmm. You know, which is probably his. That was his whole reason. His problem was with Gloria. Mm-hmm. But that's not even how that begins. Like right. in the car. She's not saying, look, Niles, you caused all these problems. Right. She's saying, I had I talked to a therapist and this is where she thinks these things are coming from. Mm-hmm. Word. What 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 is your thoughts on this? Right. And his thoughts aren't, well, let me discuss the problems Gloria is talking about. It's attack Gloria. Right. Because Gloria has to be wrong. Right. And I think he's, and as we've seen the scene, obviously, his, 
you know, like Fraser's talking about how there's actual what Gloria said is significant and that he's so like Niles is so intensely attracted to Daphne that his like judgment is clouded Mm -hmm. and that he's not really seeing her for like who she is. He's only, yeah, he's only seeing this idea of her. Right. Because like Fraser asks him like, Fraser specifically says like, she's got seven years of fantasy and Niles is like, it's not fantasy. It's just, it's, I have a very realistic image that I've been in love with since the beginning. And it's like, uh, if you, that's, I think that's the thing. When people talk about, like, love at first sight, what they're actually talking about is an infatuation with the person that you see. I think it's more just attraction, like, sexual attraction, right. physical attraction, right. like, you're, you're just attracted, or it doesn't necessarily even have to be, like, you know, their appearance. It could be something about their body language Mm -hmm. it could be about even the clothes they're wearing right it could be just something about the personality they make you laugh and so you're falling in love with how engaging they are right and the fact that like he literally just looked at daphne Mm -hmm. and immediately and he's saying he was in love with her at that moment Mm -hmm. means there's no way he has a realistic image of her he literally couldn't know who she was at that Mm -hmm. moment so he couldn't have had a realistic mm-hmm. image that he was in love with. I think this is really cool how they do these scenes. Yes. And they are standing in the background kind of analyzing them, mostly to see how young <laughs> yes. he looks. Yeah. He's just like, oh, your hair is so much blonder these scenes. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it is. so much more hair yeah. mm-hmm. is there. Yeah, there was a lot. It was like, It's so much fluffier. Niles has so much hair in I think scene. it's like the way they styled it as yeah, well. Yeah. And probably they dyed it differently. Yeah. And I think now he looks more like he looks older, but I, I wouldn't say like he looks old. Right, he just right. looks older. Right, right. Um but it's very interesting to to see these yeah. these scenes and And I re- I do really like the fact that like they didn't just do the typical like flashback episode mm-hmm. thing of just fading to the scene and then having it happen and then cutting back where you literally see Niles and Frasier watching the scene happening Mm -hmm. and I do I also like how they kind of play with it too where Niles is sort of like looking like it's gross uh, Mm -hmm. still where he's like oh checking around yeah but like the fact that he's doing it from a different angle which obviously is impossible Mm -hmm. in a memory but like they're playing with the fact that he's supposed to be like they're in the scene, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Like I, I do really like how they do that because it's yeah, very... it's Christmas past, <laughs> right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I do enjoy that a whole lot, even even in the middle of all this stuff that bothers me. And then we get go to the Moon Dance episode that we keep referencing. And... So I think it's interesting how Fraser keeps bringing up all these words that he's using, like perfect and mm-hmm. goddess, and mm-hmm. like he's using all this language, which. It's not necessarily wrong to say that, but basically is used as the example of you're not just seeing Daphne, you're you're seeing somebody something like your ideals of her. Like you're right. only seeing these parts of her right. that are perfection to you. Yeah. And it, it it's Because but, I mean, I think everyone says things like that. Yeah. To like, oh, you're perfect. 
Yeah, you it can doesn't say mean that. like you can't do anything wrong, but it's just like you feel perfect in this moment. Right. But that is like so Niles. We know Niles. Yeah. And he loves perfection. Right. So of and that's course how he, he would struggle with this. Yeah. That is how he treats Daphne all the time. And, and yeah, that's the problem. And that's the thing we like. It's, it's funny. This entire episode, it's it feels like the writers looking back on seven years of this show and saying, oh, this this thing all our fans love this relationship idea that we've built up this will they won't they thing we built up for seven years in order to make it this thing that people wanted we accidentally made it gross Mm -hmm. and to make it work now that it's real we have to address the fact that it's kind of gross and turn it into how people do as Mm -hmm. opposed to like you know uh, this constantly uh you know built up thing it can't last they can't last with him having that idea of her mm-hmm. once they're together mm-hmm. so this is actually helping niles in mm-hmm. a way and fraser is saying you know like he's in love at her not with her yeah which is pretty interesting this whole scene was really interesting yeah yeah, I think we just covered everything. Yeah, We've yeah, kind I, of been talking about this the kind of the entire way through the episode. Yeah. Um, okay, so now we're back at like Fraser's apartment. We got mm-hmm. we got some good news. It isn't okay. I want to say by the way that I really like seeing Niles at his office because it's not a place we see very often. Yeah. So yeah. it was kind of neat to see that. So Raz has sold her book mm-hmm. to a twenty-three-year-old editor, <laughs> uh-huh. which. I wondered, I was like, why is this important? I was right. like, did she flirt with the editor? Right. right. And it's important because as we find out when she calls her mom to explain what happened, that uh, she has sold the rights to Heidi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And yep. she, basically they said the age because he wouldn't know. Right. It's and too old of a story. He's never heard I of it. I also don't think you can be an editor at this age. <laughs> I feel like it has to be pretty rare. I mean, I feel like there there are probably people doing that, but yeah, it's not that are like doing the like, yeah, we're gonna buy this book. I I bet there's some out there. That's like good job, like yeah. good work. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because that is not what happened to me. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think it what it's what happens to most people. But yeah, I just love this idea that she didn't know anything about that story. And the editor didn't know any idea. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, she only knew it as some story that mm-hmm. her mom made up. Yeah, whoops. And they whoop. broke out the champagne, which is not going to be used. Nope. So Niles is there. Yeah, uh. I like I like how they I like how uh, Fraser sort of like gets Martin out, like so oh, that they can the have that conversation. Yeah. yeah, where he's like, "Let's go to the steakhouse," and Martin's so excited, and Fraser's just like, and but also surprised, and he's just like, "Yeah, I feel like the blood's just been flowing through my arteries, so let's go." Does steak make your blood not go through well, your cholesterol, arteries? Cholesterol, like you get cholesterol from red meat. Red like, cholesterol can clog up your arteries. The whole thing. Oh. So yeah, but so that's the reason he says it. I want to know about that. <laughs> Sorry, like. Uh, sure. Can I? Can I'm sure I get cholesterol from something else. Uh, fake red meat. Yeah, that's what it is. Do you? Oh yeah. There's all the those cholesterol salads we have. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You yes. Don't eat. If you don't want cholesterol, probably don't eat cholesterol salad. Yeah, I mean it's right in the title. You would think that we should yeah, have yeah. known something was up. Yeah, I, I was, but it's one of those things where you just sort of assume like it can't really be 
just cholesterol. It's also just a salad full of like cut up meat. <laughs> we should have figured it out. Yeah, yeah. When when that cholesterol salad turned out to just be a hamburger, you probably should have known. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> they see um Fraser and Martin like leave the room and it's uh you know, we have Niles apologizing he for apologized. being a jerk. Yeah. But then so Daphne wants to make him dinner. Mm-hmm. And at first he says yes. And yeah. then he says, you know what? Don't bother because I hate your cooking. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so this is supposed to be funny to to do it, be this blunt. Yeah. And it's like, I get what he's doing, but he just keeps going. And it's like. Oh, he's trying ugh. to see see Daphne for how she is. Like, this is very weird to me. Like, oh, you're a person with all these faults and flaws, but since I can still be with you, even though you're a terrible cook, mm-hmm. then obviously I love you. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is something that... Which is the point? Like, Sorry. No, though, the, I can't... Mm-hmm. There's an example in the movie Empire Records, if you've seen it. Mm-hmm. it. I can't really talk about it without spoiling the movie, but somebody's talking about being... 25 years old. What? The movie's like 25 years old. You can talk about what happens in the movie. Well, I can just talk about it generically. Okay. Which is somebody is saying, going to reveal that he's in love with somebody. And he goes, you know that ugly skirt that you wear? Like, and, and you know, I hate that skirt. Basically, I hate that skirt, but I love you. And, I, you know, I even could Even in the skirt. Even in the ugly skirt that I hate. Yeah. I guess. Well, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, like that's not how that's that just works. A skirt. She's still the same person. You just throw that away, like if you want. Like, and it's being a terrible cook is part of like, if that like that's a major that's a bigger thing. Especially I think being a terrible cook it. is like a bigger thing. Like, especially there... if Niles has claimed to like her cooking, which apparently he has. Well, I mean, he tries to eat that peanut brittle, but yeah. he like throws it off the roof, and it like Here crushes a car. Yeah. Yeah. The pro- I think the other problem- And then he calls her out for not being psychic. Oh. 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 I was very upset about that. Like, I know we've talked about it, but she is. She is verifiably. We have seen it. There is there is evidence. We we've seen it happen. We, she could you could do tests and recreate it. She is definitely actually psychic. So when he's like, he makes fun of her for believing she's psychic, I got so mad. And I was mad for a lot of this episode. And that hit like a new level because it's this is the one thing that's verifiably true. Like mm. most of it's subjective, but the rest of this is evident. Like there is evidence. We've seen it. So real. there is this book. Uh, there's this guy who wrote a book called Radical Honesty, and he like goes around and teaches courses and being radi- radically honest. Mm-hmm. Basically, t- you, you just can't like be a jerk to people all right. the time. But this is kind of what this point is, to be like, no, I don't like your cooking. No, you don't look good in those jeans. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to do that and be more positive? I don't know. I haven't read the book. Uh-huh. And I and I watch like, sort of things about him on YouTube mm-hmm. and it's very interesting concept. Do I think that we need more honesty in our world? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Do I think that you need to go up and say to somebody, I don't like your cooking in this way? No, but I... Well, 
I think it is important in this episode that this happened. Yeah. The the real problem, it's less about him being honest about not liking her cooking and more a problem with the way he frames it. If he said, look, I'm sorry I was a jerk yesterday. And also what I've realized is you're right. Gloria was right. I've been ide- ideal I'm viewing you as this idealized version of who you are as opposed to the real you. And now I need to be honest about things. I need to be honest with myself. I need to be able to view you as who you really are. And yeah, we can have dinner. But I also need to tell you, like if later, like, like for instance, I'm not really into your cooking. It's, it's just not a thing. And that's fine. Like, look, we just don't like the same things we don't Mm -hmm. eat the same things and and it's just what you like isn't really what i like and i need to like we can figure out how to make that work but i also need to be honest about that fact Mm -hmm. that's fine one he never tells her why he's being a jerk about her cooking until it's way too late he's just sort of is a jerk about it and then she's like when she gets upset he's like i thought this is what you wanted to like and it's like no, the, clearly, just being mean about, who, like, something you don't like about her is not what she would want. Well, I always found, like, that's always a real... I don't think Daphne identifies herself with her cooking. Right. But her, she identifies as being a psychic. Yeah. And I feel like saying, I don't believe you're psychic is, like, that's like... It's like saying your friend that came out to you is like, I don't believe you're gay. Right. Because or, I don't believe in being gay. That, you would just not be friends with that right. person anymore. Couldn't be. That's ter- that's denying someone based on, like, literally who they are. Like, biologically who they are. Like, or like, built you know, into- I don't believe you're bi. Like, choose. You should choose. Or like, right. you, like, you know, it's like, I talk a lot about, like, in the band Smashing Pumpkins. I've gotten very upset with people who have been huge jerks to me about... Mm-hmm not liking their music not mm-hmm. not that's fine right just don't be a jerk to me like we can right. all like different things i don't care if you like them right but that is we don't have to talk about that i right. like a bunch of other things right just don't right don't be mean to me about that like we can just talk about something else like oh you're into taking photos of fire hydrants i don't really care about that right. so i'm not going to engage in a conversation right I'm I'm your friend. I might ask, how is the fire hydrant photo thing going? Oh, okay, that's cool. Right. Okay, now let's talk about you know corks. Right, because I care about those. Because I'm a well, cork I care about corks. Well, if you're cork master, you would. <laughs> As the cork master, yes. yeah, yeah. So I think you know, like, there's a huge difference between like what he decides to say he doesn't like, and like, yeah. so Daphne starts doing this yeah. to him. And it also ends up in that kind of sitcom-y, like, oh, let's smooch. Right, yeah. Which kind of way, and... Which which I get, like, I know it's extreme because it's supposed to be funnier. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that's the point, is, like, you make... Also, Daphne has a unicorn collection. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, like, I get that, like, you make the comedy... The comedy comes from it being really extreme, but... Yeah, they just basically yell at each other about the things they don't like about each other until it reaches a fever point and they just start making out. And I guess 
we assume they end up having sex. So is what I'm assuming happens in this because I hate you so much. Thus, I want you. Right, and it's like this should not be. Definitely not. Has that be. ever happened really to anyone? <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm never in the mood. Like, oh, someone just tried to run me over in that car. I don't just, like, get in the car with that person, make out <laughs> right. with them. Like, right. I'm mad at that person. Right. No, nothing, never, a fight like this, basically, for me, just, it, it, the only physical thing that happens for me is wanting to be away from that fight. You know, like, somebody, if somebody's being that mean to me, all I want is away. And, like, not to, to like, escape that Right of Falcor out. <laughs> right, exactly. Out of existence, essentially. <laughs> yeah, like there's there's no part of me that's getting like like excited or turned on or whatever. I'm trying. All I'm trying to do is defend. But you are myself. getting whatever. Yeah, I am getting whatever. Yeah. 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 Very whatever about the situation. Yeah, this is because like this is such a like like you said it's a common sitcom trope that I just have never understood. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Like, but I get the point is they've shattered this idea of being like uh, of Daphne being this perfect I like this perfect goddess. She's just a person that Niles loves that has flaws, and by shattering that. They don't, Daphne doesn't have that nervousness about not living up to expectations and all that. Like, I get that's the point, but yeah, it's just, I think so much of this is so mean. I mean, he also seems to say that he has the same thing, too. Like, he doesn't, he can't live up to the expectations as well. True, yeah. Right, and the idea is that you've shattered all that. Well, it's it's like when you have a fantasy about something. Mm Mm-hmm. It's never going to be, like, how you pictured it. Like, you know, if your fantasy, like, is, you know, like, oh, I really want to go to Disney World. And you have it all planned out, right? And you go there. It might be a little disappointing to be, you uh-huh. know, okay with that. Like, you know, it might be raining. It might be, you know, the attraction you went to isn't open that day. Right. You don't know. You right. don't really know what's going to happen. Maybe it's super crowded. What? And you can't go on any ride that you want to. It's never crowded. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. It, yes, I agree. Yes. So you can pout about it or you take the good with the bad. Like mm-hmm. how I was saying, which is sometimes harder than other times. Yeah. I mean, look, that's the, just the facts of life. That's a different show. No, you take the good, you take the bad. <laughs> Uh, and then we get a couple of quick little end scenes after this with uh, Niles just Niles and Fraser, Kathy Nervosa. Niles is just real happy, real happy. And in fact, so the his favorite thing about it is that it wasn't at all like how he imagined it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and which, then the... which is great, because, which I think is a good little bow to put on all of this because he's and things like, are going to change. Like yeah. things change when you're with somebody right too when you're dating with somebody like it gets it gets better and it gets bad and it gets better and it gets bad and yeah. it's neutral and it's boring and it's all kinds of things yeah i just think what i mean is that like the what i like about this is that he's been fantasizing this thing for seven years 
And when it finally happens, yeah, it's nothing like he imagined, and he's happy about that, mm-hmm. which I think is really good little way to close up this episode. And that is also what he's doing when he's supposed to be listening to his crying client. Yeah, and he's just happily, like, smiling off into the distance, imagining things. And... Hiding a smile behind his notebook, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because even in this moment, he continues to be kind of a jerk. Uh, wow. <laughs> but it's funnier now. He's a funny jerk. Right. (laughs) Okay, so talking about this episode. Yeah. Are we rating it? Well, not yet. First, we got some drinks. All right. Niles gets his latte to go. They have some champagne, and uh, Daphne has some mineral water. Uh, There were no callers. Did we learn any words? I thought you said minnow water. It's a minnow water, yeah. Little tiny fish swimming around in it. Mm. Delicious. It's like the those drinks from the nineties, the little like weird little like those orb orbs. Orb, yeah, orbs, but the orbs are just fish. <laughs> uh anyway, did we learn any words? Oh, I didn't write a single word. Uh, yeah, I yeah. I was kind of too upset. I don't think anything jumped out at me. Usually does. Yeah. This took me a very long time to watch and write notes because I just found it upsetting. So I yeah. just kept pausing it for a very long time. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I gotta push through uh all right so i guess let's rate the episode simultaneously talking about it made me like the episode more yeah um but maybe it's because it's been a few days since we watched it and taken notes i i don't know i guess i want to say like lower than a three but maybe just a three i don't know yeah it's i don't know like maybe 2.5 yeah i mean or 2.7 yeah with so with three being the center? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, because, like, it's... When I think about an ideal episode of Frasier, this is far from that. Mm. Like, it's not close to what... What's an episode we've given a five? Do you even know? Not off the top of my head. We've given a few fives. Well, then okay. I think this should be a two. Based on that idea. But, on the other hand, a lot of elements of it are very good in ways that Frasier usually is. I think the things that they do with the episode, I think, are important and good for the future, potentially for the future. Well, a three is a neutral good. I don't think this is neutral. I don't yeah. feel neutral about it, and I don't feel good about it. Yeah. So it's got to be lower than that. So yeah. I at least a two, two point six. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with a two point seven Glorias. But what? I was gonna say Gloria. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but like I feel like it also needs like an asterisk. Like, oh, I'm gonna do uh two point six. Is that what I said? Yeah. Uh, flock of geese. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Circus Eddies. <laughs> right. Like, which definitely brings down the ratings because Bob Daly had a three point five seven five three one nine four seven five, uh, and Dan O'Shannon has a four point three one. So, how did it become a three one? Well, it's actually 4.3125. 
Oh, because of a weird rating that I gave that one guy. No, because just uh, divided by the number, the ratings we've given divided by the number of episodes well, that one he's does. Done. Why does one have a bunch of numbers? That's because of the weird rating you gave. But if you give that many digits, then it's that's how many that's that's, signif- that's how significant digits works. That's how many matter. Uh, but so, like, obviously, that's gonna bring it down. But like, I don't know. It's almost like it's almost unfair in a way. We're like, yeah. I think this is standalone. That is not. This is to me is not a normal episode. I'm really curious to see how like the season ends. We thought a lot of season eight episodes were sort of just like meh. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how this yeah. ends. We're getting close to the end of season eight. Yeah, I I feel like just from having glanced at some thumbnails like in Netflix, I feel like some other plot important stuff is coming up. But based on what little I know, but well, we're finally gonna get revealed how um Martin's. Never mind. <laughs> okay. And that brings us to the section of the episode called We're Listening, where we respond to the messages you send us on Twitter at Fraser Podcast or by email at uh, FraserPod at gmail.com. Uh, we got an email from Laura Crane, uh, who writes, Hi, Dave and Diana. It's been a while, and I wanted to weigh in on the whole Daphne storyline this season. Sorry, I realize I just made a bad pun, but I'm leaving it, uh, which, very good, very good. I watched this when it was first on, and thought it was, and I thought it was great. Uh, it was completely original, and since everyone uh, knew she wasn't just putting on weight, it was like we were all in on the joke. Mm. It, yeah. Uh, it was also just a different time, even though it wasn't that long ago. And I really like the resolution of this plot, that there was some real thought put into it, as you'll soon see. Which, yeah, I agree. Like, I think that's the whole thing with this episode. Yeah, it has a good resolution. It has a good resolution, yeah. and clearly they put a lot of thought into it. I do. I Yeah, I think that comes out in this episode. It's not, it's not a... F- funny normal episode of Fraser. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, I recently saw an episode of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Seinfeld and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Louis-Dreyfus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he asked her if she remembered that when she was pregnant while they were doing Seinfeld, he asked her if they could write in that she was just gaining weight. She burst into tears at the thought of that, so they didn't do it. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that would have predated the storyline on Fraser. And since everything Seinfeld is now considered classic comedy, it probably would have lived in infamy and been imitated over and over again. I wonder if Seinfeld and Frasier had any writers in common who would have known about that. That's a really good question. Yeah. And I, I okay, so I love that. Well, I'm kind of weirdly on the board about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, I, I'm, yeah, we should look that up to we should, see. Yeah. I'm sure they were influenced. Like, how could you... You have to be influenced by other things that were on TV. Yeah. But also, yeah, I think this would have been on... Like, Seinfeld would have been on first. Mm -hmm. Because that was like... Didn't that, like, end in 2000 or something like that? 99, 2000, somewhere in that range? Because I know I didn't watch a lot of TV after... Like, in in the... A few years right after 2000. But I saw all of Seinfeld. So it must have been around that time. 1998. Okay, okay. I ha- I knew it had to have been before this. So obviously, that would have been if they had done it. It would have mm-hmm. been before this time storyline. So, uh, yeah, it would have been it would have been interesting how this would have ended up playing out if they had done that in Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Like because yeah, so much of it is. But I also think that he's a little insensitive. Yeah, yeah, but I, like, I and and I'm not 
say I know a lot of comedians and cars is talking about how people are too sensitive. Yeah. Trust because me. he is insensitive. Like, yeah. Well, he thinks something is funny regardless. It's a funny, it's funny. It's mm-hmm. funny, it's funny. Mm-hmm. I t- and I understand like what he's talking about. Yeah. But I also don't like every comedian that is featured on on that. Some I like more than others mm-hmm. and some some he comes across as more kind of a, a jerk. Mm-hmm. But I also think yeah, you would I feel like that's something he might think is funny that she didn't think is funny. Yeah. And I'm sure that happened on the show. Right. I'm sure. So, yeah, I that's really interesting. Yeah. Should, yeah, should I wasn't we look aware up, of that. Should we seen... look up the writers? Uh, I mean, we should do research in a pre in the next thing. Yes, we should. Um, other random thoughts: a cafe where you can probably get chili fries would be the Hard Rock Cafe, which isn't really a cafe at all. Oh, good point. Yes, That's a good point. Yeah, I bet I'm almost certain you could do that because yes, I've only been to a Hard Rock Cafe for like a like a work event thing that was happening there where they took over the whole place. But I'm pretty sure they were serving the same types of foods and like chili fries definitely would have fit into that. Mm. And then I know you're from Maine, Dave, but please don't ever say dough urine again. Uh, Some of us are eating breakfast in the car while listening. Well, here's the thing. I've now said dough urine again because you asked me to not say dough urine again. Stop it! What? I'm just saying. She asked me not to say dough urine, but I had to read the thing out loud. Dough urine. Wow. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. I have to listen to this. That's what he repeats to me every day while I'm eating breakfast. And in your sleep. I'm just like, don't. Don't. don't stop it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, remember okay. how we were just talking about being insensitive? <laughs> I don't. I never remember what we talked about on this after we've said it. Uh, anyway, so... Finally, when they used the word bursar on whatever episode that was, I, immediate, I immediately also thought of Hamilton. Don't hesitate to make any Hamilton references you want. I feel like Fraser and Niles would like that because they would have had tickets, but then some hijinks would cause them to miss it. But then they pretend to have seen it anyway. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yes, yes. Totally agree. If that yes, if the show were happening right now, that would absolutely mm-hmm. be a thing. Yeah, totally. And I would be sad for them because I am sad if somebody like. I've heard stories about people who had tickets to Hamilton and weren't able to go because of like a last minute thing, and it made me very sad. That is upsetting. Yep. Yep. Happened to John Green. That is upsetting. Yep. John uh, Green, author. <laughs> yes. That we don't know. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, and then we also got an email from Sean Holland uh, about Forgotten But Not Gone, so mm-hmm. last week's episode, uh, where he says, as you guys suspected, the brother stuff was not in the earlier Wine Club episode. Uh, so, yeah, so I guess we were right. They added the uh, mm-hmm. that in there. I, I don't know how much of it was meant to imply that just the way they had changed the Yeah, I, I wonder if that happened after Niles got elected. Yeah, well, that's what it seems like, because mm-hmm. that's what happened in that episode. Then uh, Also, uh, Frederica is played by Jennifer Coolidge, who is best known as Stifler's mom in American Pie, and she doesn't have an accent as far as I know. Yeah, I looked up a uh, uh, a like interview with her, because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm pretty sure she just doesn't have one. Yeah, that, that accent is entirely fake mm-hmm. uh, in that. And yeah, I knew she was Stifler's mom, but I also know that you've never seen American no. Pie. So I was like, that's not a reference that'll be in any way helpful for talking to you about mm-hmm. things that she's in. I didn't see a lot of those kinds of 90s movies that were like iconic. Yeah. Yeah. 90s Meanwhile, movies. I 
somewhere have a VHS of American Pie because I really enjoyed that movie when it came out. And now I'm like, I would never rewatch that. But I liked it when it came out. Did you see something or something about Mary? I did. Yeah. yeah I never saw that either. Yep. Again, not surprised. I really liked that when it came out. Never and now saw I have... Titanic. <laughs> I basically, it was a hit movie. Uh huh. I didn't see it. Right. I maybe just didn't see movies in the nineties. No, you were busy. You did. You were just busy watching the ones that like weren't popular in the nineties, like Empire Records and 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 Welcome to the Dollhouse. Oh. <laughs> You're not wrong. You can't even deny it. You I can't, can't even deny I can't it. I can't deny it. You're right. <laughs> anyway, and then he goes on to say, uh, I'm also interested in the stuff with Lance. That's Gil's producer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Clearly, that subplot would never happen on TV today. It was like a more exaggerated Gil joke. It is interesting to note that Christopher Lloyd, whose father wrote this episode, created Modern Family, which features a gay couple. Mm -hmm. So, as with you guys, I'm not sure what the thought process behind the Lance character was. Just for comic relief? Or they just wanted to make more Gil jokes? I think it was just a kind of Gil's hanging out with another Gil. Yeah, it, it was like they thought, if we're going to have something with Gil, how do we make Gil more Gil? Mm -hmm. We'll put him next to somebody who is an even ex more extreme version of the Gil character mm -hmm. to make him to sort of like accentuate the sort of Gilness. silliness of the who of this character. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I think is kind of what happened because if Gil thinks Lance is pretending to be straight, mm -hmm. that just sort of accentuates the whole Gil mm -hmm. thing. So yeah, I think that's the point of it. Anyway, and that's it. So, uh, yay! Thank, thank yeah. you for writing yeah. in. Yes, thank you. And yeah, if you uh, send us something on email or Twitter or whatever, then uh, yeah, we'll respond to it here. So, thank you for sending stuff. And did you have anything else you wanted to say? I feel like I've said so much. Yeah, I think so too. So, with that, this has been episode eight nineteen. Daphne returns, and this is TJF Arcade wishing you all good mental health. Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs is a production of TGIF Arcade. For more info about the show, find us at Fraser Podcast on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. You can also write to us at FraserPod at gmail.com. Diana is at Sweet Lime on Twitter, and I'm Slow Motion Walter just about everywhere on the internet. If you like the show and want to help us do more, you could consider making a small monthly donation at patreon.com slash TGIF Arcade. Thanks for listening. Good night, Seattle. We love you. Well, how are you feeling? My mental health isn't as good. It's oh. better. I thought you were going to say chopped. No. Hmm. I would never. Sorry, I was just being droll.